0: Good morning. How are you? It is Wednesday. That's right. It is uh, it is that time. We have now tuned in and turned on our happy right here on the Kelly Williams Show. This morning, I have a really exciting guest, not only because he's done something really cool, but he's one of my childhood friends from Lake Charles, Louisiana, John Paul Delahousie. <laughs> Woo! All right. I mean, it's crazy. You said it was how, how many years since we've seen each other? Oh
1: gosh. It's definitely been into the forties. Yeah. Of, you know, I was going to gonna say earlier, more than 10, less than a hundred.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Less than way less than a hundred. Yeah. Um, it's so much fun to have you in the studio today.
1: Thank you for having me. Yeah.
0: it's a, Cause you, you don't live in, you haven't lived in Lake Charles in a long time. Where do you live?
1: I live in Tampa, Florida okay. and, um, I did leave Lake Charles in 85 mm-hmm. and, um, Went to Boston, Massachusetts, went to college there. Wow. So I've been gone for most of my life.
0: Yeah. Where'd you go to co- college in Boston?
1: Uh, Berklee College of Music.
0: Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Oh, it
1: was fantastic. I loved it.
0: Yeah. Wow. Good for you. I did not know that. See, I'm finding out yeah. all kind of things that we've missed out on <laughs> in 46 years. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, John Paul, um, you have literally um, done something pretty awesome and huge for many, many people that not only live in the United States, but all over the world. Um, And I think it's going to become really huge. I'm really excited for us to visit about it. Um, Tell us, first of all, what is WebAudio.com?
1: Well, Web Audio is an audio news app that people can download. They can customize it to their interest, and uh, they can also voice control it. It's an audio news app, so you download it, you set it to your preferences, whatever that may be, and then you hear audio news. It's pretty simple. You know, basically there are a number of main categories. They're the same types of categories that you see on websites, breaking news, business, politics, sports, entertainment, health, science, technology. We also have a channel for blindness, blindness issues, the main types of issues that people have. We also have a a feel good channel so you can get feel good stories. So people download it, they personalize the app to what interests them. And then that's what populates the audio playlist for them. So if I have a thousand people downloaded all at once, they're all going to get different types of stories based on their interests.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. So because, it, it, you know, you told me your mission with this new app is to connect the blind and visually impaired to the world around them, utilizing the latest and greatest technology and provide quality content. You know, what we were talking about with Adam a little while ago is that, you know, we forget that we all, everyone who can see Um, We use our phone for everything. That's where you get your news. That's where you get your, you know, you do anything. You shop, you listen to music, everything. Very few people, I'm not going to say very few, more people probably get it on their phone now. And so the blind haven't really had anything or visually impaired where they get audio control, not audio control. Yeah. Uh, Audio uh, control. Their phone And, um, stay
1: connected, get the news that we all take for granted. See, we can sit there at the, at a red light, anything, and just surf through things, uh, send texts or whatnot. But obviously if you're blind or visually impaired, uh, you don't get any of that. It's very difficult for them to stay connected in today's wired world. That's basically what it boils down to. And, um, you know, and when I got this idea in 2016, I, you know, started researching the whole issue with cell phones and whatnot. And, um, 72, 75% of people that have a cell phone, you know, access news via their cell phone. And we all have done it. And, you you know, you have to zoom in, you zoom out, you lose your space, you have to read, you know, pan your phone, you know. And so that's, uh, even for sighted people, that that's difficult on such a small device. Well, the blind and the visually impaired, they're just like anyone else. They all have phones, this, that, whatever. They all use their phone. Um, so it's not as easy for them. Yeah.
0: And, you know, what, what's amazing is that you're, you're right. I mean, my people like across the room can read my text because like the font is this big, <laughs> like three inches. How am I? I go to my phone. How big do you want it? Three inches tall. OK, so right. one word per screen, you know, and um, and so you're correct. It doesn't matter how big the phone gets when you're trying to get. um you know more information than one or two lines you have to blow it up or you have to shrink it down or you have to try to maneuver it or turn it and so we all deal with this but blind or visually or visually impaired don't even have that option they couldn't see it even if it you know if it's on when it's on there anyway but they right. use their phones to call or to do whatever.
1: There's no difference. There's no difference between the blind and the visually impaired. They're just like, there's no difference. They just have a vision issue. Yeah. um, Which makes it impossible for if you're blind. And then if you're visually impaired, it's extremely difficult. It's almost really impossible, you know, because I've met numbers of people and they just can't access text-based news the way that we can as easily. Yeah so that's why this was developed you know and and actually when i first started it i was really kind of focusing on the general population with the thought that um and this will also appeal to some blind the visually impaired had amazing responses from over 100 people when they saw it they felt it they heard it they the response and then I, I kind of had a business pivot. I, I realized, look, you know, this this can work for them. Commuters, people that are busy, moms and dads running around crazy, don't have any time for themselves. They can appreciate it. So I actually kind of refocused to uh, the blind and the visually impaired, and the and the response was triple A. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is exactly what we need.
0: Yeah, incredible. And mm. and so tell us, you know, you you were talking about your experience in um, sound media and things like this. Tell us what your experience is, your background.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I went to Berkeley College of Music. I was a dual major in music synthesis, which was dealing with computers and sound, film scoring. Uh, wow. This was in the 80s. So it was right when technology was coming out on a consumer level and they were teaching you how to use these machines. Went out to Los Angeles. Uh, I was a sound designer for about a decade. Worked on hundreds of commercials. I had a recording studio. Um, I've recorded everything. Opera, brass bands, this that, rock you know I mean literally anything everywhere I've recorded everything and I've recorded hundreds of voiceover artists so I've spent years and years and years working in a studio trying to force everything into 28 seconds you know, the best way to deliver content, because that's all you have. You know, Cheerios commercials, this, that, dog food, airplanes, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all got to fit in 28 seconds. exactly. And um, so I learned over the years that the psychology and the delivery and the way to present information just kind of by happenstance of being in those types of environments. So that's my background. When I left L.A. in uh, 2002, I then did about a decade of owning other types of businesses and kind of, you know, I was completely out of that business. And so I was doing all this other stuff. And so that kind of taught me a whole lot about as well. And, um, you know, in 2016, I was at my mom's house in Lake Charles and then my mom, my brother, my sister, all the wives, husbands, kids, this, and that, where And we were having a great conversation. But we had one of those moments where everyone was silent and everyone was staring at their phone. Yes. And I was also in a, at that time where I was looking for a new idea july 2016 and so it it was at that moment where i said okay my next one's going to be an app and it's going to be under the web audio and it's going to be audio news and that happened in about 30 seconds
0: wow and now you have actually been working on this app um to get it released for two years
1: basically it's been about two years you know um the first year i was really still focused on the general population and then that's when i realized you know, I'm going to put them on the back burner and I'm going to go and focus on the blind and the visually impaired and, and help them stay connected in this world Yeah, um, because I am an audio guy and that's what I love to do. And I did it for so long. Um, so, yeah, it was about two years. And, you know, obviously I wanted it done, done, done yesterday. <laughs> but in the process of doing that, I learned a whole lot about app development. At first, I thought it was very static. It's not. It's extremely creative. And so it gave me and the developer, an amazing developer, the time to really kind of think this through. You know, what's going to be the best way to, in the most efficient manner, deliver content in a, in a manner and a level that people expect, and want yeah, and so it it, it was wonderful. It was good. I, I actually I'm okay that it took two years to do this because we really kind of thought through the whole process so that we can make sure that when we do launch the app, it's everything it needs to be.
0: Yeah. What do and you? Th- it is. What do you think your main inspiration was to really focus on making sure this was geared m- more to blind and, and visually impaired.
1: You know, I, I would have to say after meeting so many people that I did that do have vision issues, um, the excitement and the response was just triple a thank you. I mean, you know, when you have a blind person say, thank you for making this. Yeah. And I've had many, I go, that's my mission. Exactly. You know, cause we all can do what we want, but it was at that moment that I realized, okay, that's it. And it also kind of really gave me a sense of confidence, um, and knowing that, this is the cause. This is the purpose. So yeah. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean this is this is incredible. So what is you know, you said that you own the web audio
1: domain, uh, domain. domain.
0: Um, what is unique about this application?
1: Well, first off, um, You know, you can totally personalize the app to extreme detail, so that if I have a thousand people not line up and download it, they'll all get something different. You can then voice control it. But really, what's special, I think, and what really pushes it above the rest is that it's the content. It's the value is in the content. It's how you deliver the content. I can take a ten minute text based news article and convert that to thirty seconds. Wow! You know, and everyone wants to save time. You know, you know. the webmasters and people that run these websites, they kind of come from newspaper, I think. They'll say, hey, give me 1,800 words. A lot of it's verbose, repetitive. And you don't need to have all that. You can just give me the who, what, when, where, and how.
0: If you're just tuning in, we are here with John Pell Delahoussey, one of my friends from Lake Charles, Louisiana, that I've known for, oh my gosh, well, over 50 years close to 50 years and uh, we haven't seen each other in about 46 years (laughs) and so he is here um because we are talking about his unbelievable application for smartphones that he has designed over the past two years and um, it is helping the uh, blind or visually impaired to be able to connect to the world um a lot better it will once
1: we launch it's not available for launch but that is the goal and that is the strategies is to help those members of our society and
0: he's working on getting that launched and we're going to talk about how um, you might be a part of helping that happen actually today okay so John Paul um is there any competition for this app?
1: You know, there are some other, a handful of other audio apps out there. Uh, put simply, a couple of them are text-to-speech. They're not really intuitive. You have to, first off, be able to see. And then you scroll through any number of sources. The vast majority of them that I found, were un- I had no idea who they were. You, you find a story, you click on it. A uh, Texas speech engine loads up, and then it reads you back every word in the story in the most horrific synthetic type of voice humans don 't that 's not how they yeah. don't respond to that type of computer voice that 's the bottom level it 's garbage i 'm with all due respect to the people who put it out there it 's not doesn 't really provide value then you have a couple other ones out there that actually do use the human voice. But they'll throw up a story every couple hours. Hey, here's a business, here's a technology, here's a world story. They don't provide value, you know. And the content and the way the content's produced is just not up to par, in my opinion. Um, And then, but for the blind, specifically for the blind and the visually impaired, they have a program called JAWS, and it's an amazing program. And with all due respect to Freedom Scientific, they've created an amazing product, but it's, it's about 20 years old. You know, it sits on a desktop. It's a very heavy. You'd probably crash a 1,000 phone, s- cell phones. It doesn't work on cell phones. It's a desktop application. It's $1,200 plus a $90 a year uh, uh, license to, to use. So there are there are there are some similar type of apps but really Not up to par.
0: Yeah, I mean, nothing what you have designed Mm -mm. with this. Mm -mm. Um, And you are the designer.
1: Well, yes. Well, I I came up with the idea. Um, I did teach myself how to code at some level. Spent hundreds of hours watching YouTube videos and getting all the programs. And I can place (laughs) the text and put the pictures and attach an audio file. But then I realized, okay, I need a real coder. (laughs) And I found one in uh, the Tampa Bay area. is very, very smart. Um, Because the real core function behind it is pretty pretty intense and you have to really think everything out thoroughly. So uh, the biggest thing about writing apps is the method, the functionality, and that was a thousand ways to skin a cat. So you really need to understand. You need to have someone who can understand this and do this well. Oh, in an yeah. efficient manner.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, that's totally off of my brain capacity to be able to even do anything like that. Um, so that's that's wonderful that y'all are doing all this. Okay. So how many people do you think this is? possibly going to
1: help? Well, I know for, well, there's about five or six million completely blind individuals where they can't see anything. So they immediately can benefit from this. Um, And then you've got five, 10, 15 million people that are visually impaired. Some of them are significantly visually impaired and they're considered normally uh, legally blind. Then you have some that are partially visually impaired and then slightly visually impaired. So really the number is into the millions, possibly tens of millions just in that part of our society, you know, this will appeal to uh, sighted people as well, just busy individuals. But in the blind, and the visually impaired community, there are millions and millions and millions of people.
0: Yeah. And it's incredible. And what do you. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, I know it. And, and and the great thing about this, one of the great things about it is that when somebody you know, a lot of people are not born blind. They lose their sight because of diseases or a genetic um, issues and so it's something that people may have not been born blind but they become blind or are very heavily vision impaired and this is something where because it's voice activated you know people voice what, controllable voice controlled yeah. And, yeah. and what we you um doug and i were talking about is that when you said you know when you have um your sight or your hearing or, or anything you kind of take for granted when you wake up you know you're going to be able to see you know and blind and visually impaired they they struggle with things that we take for granted but what's so nice is that people like you are coming up with things that are helping their lives become a lot easier and let them be you know do more of what they yeah more connected into what they enjoy you know and want to want to become part of and absolutely informed which is so important in today's world um how do you How are you going to market this? How are you marketing?
1: You know, I just about three or four days ago, I met an awesome guy through Facebook. Uh, His name is Randall Crosby. He was 43 when he lost his sight. And he's 57 now. We had a great conversation. He told me his story. I told him mine. And he said, hey, listen, when you're ready to launch this, I've got 200 friends that are blind that will be my beta testers. Wonderful. And I'm going to take you up on that um, because that's how I'm going to market it. You know, I've had lawyers this night. People say, well, how are you going to get this to market? How are you going to do this? And and then you think, well, how, you know, you can't really run ads, you know, because they, yeah. they're not going to be able to see them. So It was another little kind of epiphany moment the other day when I realized that's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to go bring it directly to them and let them see it. And when they use it, they're going to go, yes, this is it. Harry's going to tell Larry. Larry's going to tell Sally. Sally's going to tell Michael. You know, it's going to spread that way um, by their own use of it and experience with it. That's the best way to do it.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, putting it in the hands of people that are directly gonna
1: need benefit. to use
0: it, benefit is just the, mm. the best way. And you know, that's where network marketing comes in is why it's become so popular and was really given a name, network marketing, because it's word of mouth. That's right. I mean, that's what it is, and that's how you get things into people's hands who really need it and that's are going right. to benefit from it. Yeah. Um, who do you think is going to be using this app the most do you do you think it will just be pretty much a an even mix of visually impaired or the blind or i mean like you said it, it's you know the seeing community could actually use this because it's voice controlled oh there's it's, no doubt so nice. i mean
1: you know my focus the focus of the business is to serve the blind and the visually impaired but of course this will also appeal to sighted people because as we know moms and dads generally both have to work wake up at six you run all day kids after school dinner lunch whatever tv time you know, nine thirty, ten. 10, mom and dad have a little time. This is something that in driving to work, people can plug it in, Bluetooth it to their car speakers, and get the information that they want. The sources of the information are going to come from all the sources we use already, CNN, Fox, H, whoever, whatever, the respected news sources. That's where the information is going to come from. It's going to be summarized, and who, what, when, where, how. Facts are not copyrightable. There's no issue, concern with that at all. So people are going to be able to get the information From the sources that they're used to getting the information, except they're just going to be able to listen to it as they go about their day. So it's going to be a mix. You know, of course, uh, my focus is on the blind and the visually impaired, but surely there'll be people, busy executives, people out there that just are really running all day long. And in 10 minutes, we can convert 15. You can hear 15 news stories.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, so boom, boom, boom. You're like, and, and when you do the app, the app starts up. You can voice touch it, click it, and it just goes, based on your selections, it just goes down, down the list, you know, one after the other. It'll cycle through the whole thing. You can then, if you want to jump to certain sections, skip back, forward, whatever, save is all there but you can just sit in your car, sit in traffic here in this beautiful city of Houston, everyone so many people do it, just click it on there and you're going to get your information.
0: Yeah. Okay, so so really quickly before we talk about, you know, how you're getting this funded and how what your goal is, tell us okay, so I'm I'm a blind person and I just Got the app. Walk me through the steps of how this works. Okay.
1: Well, obviously, a blind person will have to have someone help them okay. set it up. So you download it, you are immediately forced into the personalization. You have to tell the app what it is you want to hear. So it's very simple In 60, 90 seconds, a couple minutes. You just, all the main categories have the subcategories. You pop through the categories, and then that's it. That's what it's dynamic. I mean, if I sit there and I just choose tennis, guess what? I'm going to have 11 stories, eight stories, three, you know. I mean, it's immediate, dynamic, and so you, you personalize it, and then that's it. You can edit, change them whenever you want, on at will. Um, you know, we don't have that aspect voice controlled. Um, but so, uh, someone who's completely blind will have to have someone to help them set it up. Um, which,
0: which is fine though. Yeah. You know, everybody knows somebody that can help them do that. And yeah, like you said, there's it's no
1: doubt. I've, I've met with a lot of uh, high level people in this area. And um, they said, yeah, of course, every blind person has a husband, a wife, a kid, a lover, a neighbor, a caretaker, yeah. assistant yeah. that can help them set it up. And then once it's set up it's there for them.
0: Yeah. This is incredible. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so tell us how you're funding getting this app released.
1: Well, to date I've, it's been all self-funded, you know, up until this point, but obviously I do need to raise money. So, uh, you know, if anyone out there in the Houston area has an extra $300,000, i will do a convertible debt at 15% discount. Um, but, yeah, we do need to raise money. The fact is, is this is not a widget app. This is not something that I can throw up on the Internet and then walk away. There has to be people, human bodies, preparing this content, creating the content, making it happen daily and nothing's free. You know, I can't get 20 people to come in a room and work 60, 70 hours a week. I'll be working a hundred hours a week, but technology, you know, it's just like any other business. You actually have to have people behind it and providing the, the, the content.
0: Yeah. And you have to have good people. Behind oh, there's no it, doubt.
1: Smart, you know? sharp, you know, they need to be able to look at information very quickly and assess it in minutes. Yeah. You know, literally in minutes. Um, so, there's a lot of content that needs to be developed on a day to day. And I just, I don't have the personal funds myself to do that. Believe me, I wish to God I did. Yeah.
0: Well, very few people do. So, but this is this, what's great about this is that people who may be looking for some kind of, um, exciting new technology thing to, to invest in. This is an opportunity
1: for them that
0: could literally change the world.
1: I can, as much as anyone can say, I can guarantee you a very healthy return. Yeah. it's the life we live in. Yeah, you know, that, absolutely that's, that's the way it
0: is. Absolutely. Um, okay, so when do you? When are you hoping your app will be funded and ready for download?
1: Well, I'm. I'm hopeful that by February or March we'll be able to have it available for people to download. Um, we're about 99% done with the technology side of it, have a little bit more, um, back end development we need to do, but for the most part, it's kind of simple. What's left, uh, converted all over to, uh, you know, right now we developed an Android convert it to iPhone there. Yeah. You know, we, like I said, we've taken two years, so we've gone through many versions.
0: Yeah. That's and, you know, amazing. We've
1: worked things out and having that extra time has turned out to be very valuable. Yeah. Because we can, okay, we're, we're, we're working through processes that um, make it the way it needs to be. Absolutely. And so we've already f- solved the problem.
0: Yeah, and that's wonderful. So. Tell our listeners how they can reach you or find out more about your web audio app. Just
1: go to web audio dot com okay. and um, you can find out more right there. You can go to Facebook.com slash for the blind. Um, you can reach me through send an email through web dot com. Uh, any media inquiries, just use the media link. And um, that's how you reach me.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. And um, so if you want to want to find out more about John Paul's um, for the blind app, on his web dot com site he is on facebook and it's called for the blind and it has information it shows the video which is really amazing of mm-hmm. how this is going to work um and you get some good information you can contact him if you're interested in um investing in his amazing project did you ever think you would come up with something in your life that Could possibly change the world, the way the world does things? No, of course not. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't think anyone wakes
1: up thinking that, you know, it's going to happen and it still has to happen, you know. So that's why I need to find the right individuals um, who can help us make this happen
0: yeah absolutely that sees your vision and sees what it can become you know it's nice to have partners like that yeah that are just as excited as you are well i am so excited that we got to spend time together today this has been amazing and i'm so proud of you and so excited for you you. and um cannot wait to see what happens with your WebAudio.com and your help with for the blind it's just wonderful
1: it's gonna be awesome
0: it is thank you john paul I have a segment called Just Ask Kelly. So if you are interested in getting any questions answered, I'm not a real counselor, but I do play one on the radio. (laughs) Um, It's lots of fun, but you can get some things answered or problems or questions. Just send me an email, justaskkelly.com or no, just ask Kelly at vinyldraftradio.com. I'm not sure what the, <laughs> what the link is, but um, just message me and send me a question or email me and I'll be glad to answer it on the air. We have a lot of fun with that. Okay. Today, guys, if you're just joining us, welcome. Happy Wednesday. If you haven't grabbed your coffee, mimosa or hot tea, uh, we didn't wait on you. <laughs> we're, we're already having some fun here. And uh, if you missed the first segment, I had my friend, John, Paul delahousie um with the webaudio.com app that he is helping blind and visually impaired it's really awesome so make sure you check that out now in the studio ladies and gentlemen we have cheyenne campbell sprouse good morning right, morning with heart songs photography okay so are you getting married or is anybody you know getting married well this is a segment of wedding radio right here I'm on the Kelly Williams show, and we're talking to Cheyenne because she is a wedding photographer. And uh, you know, Cheyenne, a lot of photographers have different careers before they entered photography, and a lot of them start out. How did you get into wedding photography?
2: So for a long time, I worked in the Walgreens photo lab uh, back when people would bring in you know film and we would develop wow. it and all. Yeah, and. Uh, I would see a lot of wedding photographers come through and they would say, hey, you know, we're, we're developing this stuff and I would look at it and I'm going, okay, I still have to fix this. You know, how much money are you making as a wedding photographer? And they would tell me and I'm like, okay, I need to buy a camera. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I'm going right now. <laughs> to yeah, the camera yeah. store. <laughs> but it was kind of cool because you would see all
2: these different, you know, styles of photography come through and you you start following and stalking people and just really falling in love with the imagery and, and the romance of the wedding industry and also
0: Yeah. I mean it's really fun. And you know, um a lot of photographers they'll they'll get their first jobs and you they really haven't it'll be a free job right you know because you're just getting into the business you need people to let you do their jobs for them and so you can show your work off to others um did you have any education or training in photography
2: you know a lot of it was self-taught I did a small little half semester at San Jack they had a continuing education thing Uh, a lot of it really just came from I found photographers that I like their style and I would reach out to them and and I have a good friend um, his name is Gary Fong he actually makes these diffusers which go on top of your lights to kind of soften everything oh, wow. down and i said look this is it's out of the blue it's out of the ordinary i don't know but i just kind of throwing myself out there like i'm looking for a mentor yeah hey <laughs> yeah. adam hey adam he's making it
0: look beautiful back there
1: <laughs> I'm to get
0: your stuff seen. Thanks. <laughs> yeah it's gorgeous. the photos are gorgeous thank you thank you um so how many years have you been shooting brides and weddings so i've been a photographer for 14 years i've shot weddings for 12 now Wow, yeah, that's so a long time to do weddings. It is. Do you ever meet bridezillas?
2: I do. <laughs> they're, they're fun. There's a couple of people that you want to fire. <laughs> yeah,
0: that would, okay, give me your check in advance, please, yes. because oh my I gosh. won't make it through this. Oh my gosh, it's so hysterical. And, you know, um, brides have this, you know, usually have this um, completely, well, most, a lot of people, I think, think I know what I want I know what I want Um, how do you what do you do for brides when they when they call you and say hey you know I don't I'm not really sure what I want. Right. How can you help me find something?
2: Generally what I do is I first send out kind of a questionnaire. Do you just get a sample of what's their personality look like? You know, are they a little bit more casual laid back country chic or are they a little bit more, um, you know, fancier? Are they like the, the higher life things of that nature. Cause then that helps me kind of put them into some categories.
0: Hootie tootie. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a new term. Yeah. To- do you want the casual chic or hootie tootie? Yep. yep. <laughs> so they, they fill out a questionnaire. They
2: fill out a questionnaire. And I generally ask how they heard it for of me, you know, cause that gives me a pretty good indication. Have they seen my work or is it a word of mouth thing? Because if they've seen my work, that lets me know they already like my style. Yeah. Um, if it's a word of mouth, it's just a friend of a friend. Maybe they heard it down the chain and they don't know my work yet. So then the next step is just to get together and let's have a one-on-one. I'm going to bring you some samples and we'll sit through and kind of talk about what you have in mind for your wedding and what you envision for the day. So we can personalize it a little bit more for them.
0: Yeah, how many, um, do you know offhand how many weddings you've photographed? Uh, It's over 400 now. Wow, look at you, (laughs) that's amazing. Well, when you were sending me some of your work, incredible thank you um your work is incredible and i remember when i met you about two and a half years ago i guess now Mm -hmm. um i was impressed by a lot of different pieces i would see of yours that you would post because you do headshots you do family photos i do a little bit of everything you do everything you do christmas photos for kids and families that are so fun thanks we just just did santa last weekend so that was fun (laughs) yeah that's adorable um are there any specific um Well, you talked about no matter what a bride kind of pictures for her wedding, what kind of theme. Are there specific themes that make it a little bit easier or that you're finding more of are being requested? You know, right now
2: it's it's a lot of the country chic. They like the nice ball gown, but then they put some boots on it, which is sort of fun. So I like that kind of outdoors fusion with the with the barns and. Um, one of my favorite venues is actually down in Angleton. It's called the Magnolia Manor, and it's part of the Springs Event Centers. And they have this really beautiful, like antebellum style home with these huge mm. chandeliers. And so it has that, you know, that that kind of look that I'm digging right now. Yeah, so. oh, that's
0: awesome. You know what I love? One of our very good friends got married, and they had. Um, she got married on her family's property, and they had the huge bear. Rolls of hay. Oh yeah, I love that. Cool. It was so cool. I'd never seen any that big. I mean, you're standing next to them. And they're like taller. Yeah, they're seven or eight feet you. tall. Yeah, it's incredible. So that that was kind of cool. <laughs> you know, uh, it'd be kind of fun to like roll. Those. Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so it says here that you really love moody romantic. I do. Tell so, us what that is. Like a moody bride in a romantic setting. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> negative. <laughs>
2: Uh, for me, I really like for light to exist in photos. You know, yeah. there's kind of two styles of photographers. You're, there's either light and airy or there's sort of that romantic with the lights. And I tend to like the, the darker, moodier
0: stuff. So uh, Which this is particular that. image there. Yeah, yeah, I was going, that's moody romantic. <laughs> yeah, what a great shot. Thank I mean you. And I think people um what's great about you but they're not typical wedding photos okay so there they are standing in front of the the priest or a priest right there there they are walking down you have all that but there's also these different photos that brides want seem to the past uh, i guess 10 years to me because mm-hmm. i don't know how old you are you're like 20 or something oh yeah i wish i just turned 36 <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> i mean so you're like way younger than me but i've seen um kind of in the last 10 12 years um it's changed a lot of what brides want Mm -hmm. their wedding photos to look like they're kind of going really off the grid right you know and so like something like that i'm assuming that's i just saw his corsage so that is a a bride and a groom it's
2: a bride and And, a groom
0: and it's very different than what a wedding picture but it's so gorgeous isn't it yeah that's something when
2: i when i try to create it you know like you said i do have all the the touch points of walking down the aisle and the family portraits and all, but Pinterest has made it really easy for brides to kind of zone in on a particular style, and that style now tends to be more storytelling. It's um, a little bit more... um I'm trying to think of the word for it. It's it's being a part of the day and not creating the day. So you can create these scenarios where it doesn't look so posed and so yep. regimented and, and they get to have a few moments. Typically when images like this happen is when I pull them away from the reception for a while. So all day people have been needing something from them, taking them someplace and it's they're going down this timeline and it's driving them kind of crazy and they get into the reception and people aren't having to look at them for every event to happen and they can go, okay, let's go sneak off and do some photos and they can breathe and they get sort of these storybook kind of images that are fun and romantic and that's what they hang on the wall.
0: Yeah, I love that because it's you find that it's not just the the bride posing. Yeah. with Hi. her flowers that's in people's homes now. Yeah. It's literally that or this, I mean, it's there. And, and for people who are listening on the radio, it's these off the wall photos that you know, they're on the sailboat, you know, just holding hands or you're getting these different photos. These people are next to a brick wall, um, with some kind of beads or lighting or something. Mm-hmm. It really cool. Um, it's, it's a really about seeing how different you can be. Right. I mean, you know, including kind of the taste of what you really want from your wedding photos. And then also telling your photographer, Hey, you know, can you catch some things that we may not really even think about right you know and that's really where a good photographer comes in um you know did they ask for this photo or was that just something no that's you saw? something it's
2: something we saw so the kind of lights that are around it I'm actually shooting through two candelabras oh wow. so it has the really pretty kind of golden lights and I just said you guys take a moment I'm going to reset some stuff on my camera I just want you to enjoy each other for a few minutes oh. so it Yes, I did kind of coach them into it, yeah. but I, it was sort of a sneaky way, yeah. you know, so they go, okay, we're going to breathe for a second. And that was just them snuggling. Oh. Like she was tired.
0: It yeah. had a long day yeah. and he's just, and he just kind of, you know, snuck a little kiss there on her cheek and it was great. I love it. You know, she might be thinking, I hope there's food left at the reception. Right? Cause I'm really I'm starving. <laughs> I just take my shoes off my feet feel so yes. good yeah it's so. hilarious but you know it's just I love I love that um you know in my I love I do love my wedding photos but I wish that I would have had the um thought to do kind of different things even mm-hmm. though I had a f- unbelievable photographer that was a family friend who did it as our wedding gift oh nice yeah, it was like huge yeah. for us. And so they really did some fun shots that I wouldn't have thought of. But it's fun to see now what kind of comes out of wedding photography. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. I really, I really really love it. Um, you know, there are so many great venues that brides are thinking of and that are non-traditional. Mm-hmm. That people just want to either take their bridal portraits um, at or have their wedding um you know their uh, wedding their reception the there reception or their whole wedding uh-huh. there and uh, the Bay Area what's great about the Bay Area Houston area we have a ton have of a those ton. areas which is really really great and it's very different you can have water no water it can really kind of be whatever you want are there any specific places that you have loved to shot Magnolia Manor is definitely my favorite
2: uh, for right now that's down in the that's Angleton, Angleton? yeah okay. um, you know for Kima Gardens it's a sweet oh. little venue their owner is a sweetheart. I think too, when you are looking at these venues, you really want to kind of interview the staff there because that can make a breaker day. Um, I've been at venues where it's gorgeous, but the staff is terrible and it just it, it drives our wedding kind of down. You know, yeah. you kind of
0: lose some of the momentum and the energy from it. Cheyenne is an incredibly talented photographer. Um, she does all kind of photography, but we're talking about her wedding business today. And if you are getting married or if you know anyone that is getting married and are still looking for a photographer, you need to contact Cheyenne. Cheyenne, how do people get in touch with you? Oh, you can follow me on a couple of
2: things. So phone number 832-444-5554 not a spam number I'm not trying to call you with health insurance or anything <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow me on Facebook at heart Songs Photography so www.facebook.com backslash HeartSongs Photography um, Instagram is at HeartSongs Photo and website is uh, HeartSongsPhotos.com
0: okay so it's Heart Songs with an S with an S and then Photos with an S also Photos with an S alright and it's P-H-O-T-O-S yep, P-H. okay um, okay. So we were just talking about kind of the different things that brides ask for in different venues that you've shot at. And mm-hmm. you mentioned a couple of ones, you know, a lot of brides, um, have a specific, we, we just talked a little bit of touched on this, but brides have a specific, um, thought about what they want for their wedding mm-hmm. day and how do you make sure that you give them what they want?
2: Well, it's really managing expectations. So you have to kind of train them in knowing how long it takes to do something, how long it takes to shoot something. You know, you can't be hired for a 12 hour wedding and be hired for two hours of photography and expect to get everything that they're showing you. So really knowing what they want up front, trying to kind of guide them through that and saying, okay, I, I personally prefer to have at least two hours before the wedding. Um, most wedding photographers will say three or four because then you can get a lot of that stuff taken care of, like the bride and her family groom and his family out of the way so that when you do have that space in between the wedding and reception, you can really focus on them and just getting, you know, the full bridal party together. Yeah. Great idea. That's
0: a, that's a big one. (laughs) Yeah, that is a big one because you're sitting there going, how many more photos are we taking? And everybody's tired. And then there's any children in the bridal party. It's a nightmare. Yeah. You kind of lose (laughs) are starving and tired. Yeah, exactly. Um, Um, You know, a lot of, uh, well, a lot, most, I think, couples expect their photographer to photograph the wedding um, and just photograph, Mm -hmm. you know, but you actually have done... I've done everything. You've done everything. (laughs) Kind of tell us what what you've done for wedding parties. I've
2: been a seamstress before. You know, I have this, I call it like my, uh, it looks like a Batman pack of just things that I carry with me. It's got snacks. Don't tell Adam
0: because he loves Batman.
2: (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I mean, it's got snacks and it's got (laughs) needles and thread and it has allergy medicine. It has everything because I've been married and I've gone through the process of what the day, you know, we would hope for it to be like and what it turned into. And so just trying to combat some of those things before they happen. And, and keeping everybody happy. So I mean, I've been a minister. I've been a coordinator. I've been a little bit of everything. Um, you know, when it comes back to venues, again, and interviewing the staff, are you working with a coordinator or do they have somebody on site? Because some venues just let you come in and bring all your stuff and then you handle the rest of it. And it's really easy for that timeline to go crazy and arise. So you have to just keep bringing it back to knowing what the
0: what the bride wants and bringing it back to that. Yeah, do you have like a um, a burp poop kit kit for, <laughs> I have baby wipes. My, <laughs> Did you get moved on? <laughs> well, my when my wedding years ago, 25 years ago yeah. in fact. Um my one of my bridesmaids come came in and said, Kelly, a bird pooped on me all over no. her sleeve. Ugh. We were dying laughing. Of course it was disgusting, yeah. but you know, we laugh about it now. But so you know, I'm thinking people don't think about that. When you're oh, yeah. when you're in an area with lots of trees and things like that, people don't think about bird poop. Oh yeah. And that happens. It <laughs> so you better be prepared. <laughs> you better get yourself a little Batman pack like Cheyenne has with all kind of stuff. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, okay, Cheyenne, you are amazing. Thank I you. Wanted, I want us to talk about, you know, um, most photographer, well, pretty much all photographers um, will have different packages mm-hmm. for no matter what budget a bride is on, because we all know there are very simple budgets mm-hmm. where people mainly make everything themselves and it's not, they only hire out what they have to hire out, right? Which is usually the photographer. A lot of times really that's it. And or the videographer mm-hmm. because they don't have anybody that they, they know do the quality. Yeah. yeah. Um, What kind of packages do you offer and how do you decide on those?
2: So I have four and they're just kind of a base place. And they mainly start with kind of coverage time. Are you looking for two hours or are you looking for all day coverage? Because that they'll let me know what the bride is looking for. But all of my things are customizable because not every person is going to be like, I want prints of everything. You know, some people want digital. Some people want slideshows. So it just gives them a a base place to start from and then they can customize it how they Mm -hmm. need. So I have packages that start off at 800 and then they go all the way up to 5,000.
0: Wow. Okay. I mean, that's really good to know, mm-hmm. you know, um, and when, when a bride comes and talks to you about, um, what kind of price point their, their wedding may cost, how do you, what do you, what do you do? Walk us through an, an interview process with a bride.
2: So when I sit down with them, the first thing is really the timeline. So how long are you thinking is the wedding going to be and show me some images of what you have in mind. And so from there I can start creating that package going, okay, I know it takes me, 30 minutes to create this kind of image or this kind of grouping. So we're going to have to do, you know, four hours worth of coverage. Once we kind of establish that timeline, then we go, okay, what kind of products are you people that hang things on the wall? Or you want it to be really digitally out there so that you'll have it on social media? You know, what's your preference on those? So I can make them anything that they need. Uh, I, I hate for anybody to be stuck in a package and upgraded into things that they don't need. And then it just sits in a box Yeah, because that's Sadly, you know, since we've kind of gotten away from the film era, everything is on a phone or it's on a computer. So if you're not going to see it and you're not going
0: to use it, then what's the point of having it? Absolutely. So, <clears throat> no, I agree with you. I mean, if you're not going to put it on a mug,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean, a locket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> t shirts, you know, who doesn't, people love t shirts, <laughs> you know, and so, um, but you're right. And, and a lot of people don't think about that. They're just, you know, um, I think that's what one of the things I love about you. you're very personal personable Thanks. um you know how do you think that um how do you what what How important do you think having a a relationship with the bride and groom is? Oh gosh, you
2: have to know them. You have to kind of know their quirks and and sort of the way that they handle a a day. Because if you don't, if your personalities don't click right off the bat, it's not going to click any better on the wedding day. So, you know, to me, I'm a little bit more nerdier, a little bit more outgoing. Um, I've seen guys that are like 60 years old that have been shooting weddings forever and they're just really cold and they're really kind of complacent. And, And to me, if I'm you know, the person that's getting married and they're shooting that, like we're not going to click well. So yeah. a lot of that will feed over into your imagery and and it'll suffer if you don't have somebody that really understands your style and understands your personality.
0: Yeah. So. Okay. And you mentioned also that, you know, if the venue where they're having the reception has a, As a projector Mm -hmm. you're able to actually do slideshow
2: yeah we do a same day slideshow so we take whatever if we had some bridles from before the day or if we shot some earlier in the day we're going to throw together 30 or 40 images and we're going to pop up a slideshow for them and that just it one it's going to be a nice little marketing thing because everybody that's at the wedding gets to see it but two it just gives them a moment to enjoy and really kind of look at it because Anybody that's gotten married will tell you the day will fly by. I mean, it's maybe a really long day, but at the end of it, you go, oh my God, I didn't even eat today because I've just been going crazy. So it gives them a time to just enjoy and get a little
0: sneak peek of what's coming for them. Oh yeah, that's exciting. Okay, so... Tell, tell our listeners, what is the turnaround time? Because, you know, things are digital now, but there are still prints. Every Pretty much everybody likes to make sure they have some kind, a, of, print. Some kind of print. But how long does it take to get a, some proofs back or be able to see?
2: So you're going to get a sneak peek from me the next day. Wow. Yes. So they'll get something that's online that they can go ahead and just start sharing out and say, hey, friends and family, you know, we've got a hashtag for our wedding. This is one of our images. Thanks for coming by. Um, but generally about two weeks is my turnaround on my galleries and on my prints um, I hate for people to wait uh, industry standard is anywhere from six to eight weeks to six months and um, you know if you do order an album my albums come over from Italy so it takes a little bit longer
0: on those well hum, hum. yeah look at you full yeah, yeah yeah but, well and you know within six months we could be divorced right i've, <laughs> I've had a couple of hey, those look, i just got the wedding <laughs> album in well that was a fun one yeah yeah i mean you know and, and you, but you're right i mean people have gotten used to just a very fast n- you yeah. they want to share it out quick yeah absolutely got, okay when are the photos like in a, it's in an hour yep. we've been married an hour yep. where's our stuff <laughs> <You> <laughs> exactly know, these, these silly millennials <laughs> 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 um okay so your um turnaround time is short what are your um, links to your site again and how can people reach you?
2: Okay, so www.HeartSongsPhotos.com and then Heart Songs Photography on Facebook. And you can give me a call, uh, 832-444-5554. Great. Say three words that
0: describe you and your company. Oh, um, fun, outgoing, and probably unexpected. Yay! yay awesome okay Cheyenne thank you so much for being Thanks here for me, on our wedding radio segment yes. today and if you need a photographer and you want a really good one that's sweet and will really connect with your bride and your um party um call Cheyenne Campbell Sprouse with Heart Songs Photography I think she's going to do a great job for you and thank you for being here stay tuned for more music and fun right here on VinylJeffRadio.com.